Welcome back to the Bristos Made a Baby podcast, season three, baby number three. I am your host, Becca. I am here with my lovely husband, Matt. We are together pretty much 24-7 between working, parenting, our two little girls, making our 1800s farmhouse our own. And trying to live our best, healthiest lives. We are so excited for this new season of life and to bring you guys along the journey for baby number three. Let's go. Welcome back. It is your host, Becca. I'm here with... Special guest. <laughs> husband, Matt. Yeah, yes, you are kind of a special guest this, yeah. this time around. You're people not have spoken, and I just come every once once in a while. <laughs> oh, is that what they wanted? Yeah. Or is that what you wanted? Just look through the comments. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Matt is here today to join us for this podcast episode. We are going to be discussing weeks 28 and 29... Um, of this pregnancy, so the beginning of the third trimester, right? Um, we're not going to go there, but. <laughs> Matt believes that the first or the third trimester starts technically when you do the math at like 26 weeks and. 26 and two thirds, I think. Yeah, but then my app is like 28 weeks. Welcome to the third trimester. So I don't know. It's just, it's a confusing world out there. Yeah, based on a 40 week, 40 week, uh, timetable you'd be entering the third trimester at 26.67 i don't know i don't get it um anyway but at least we can agree that i'm definitely for sure in the third trimester i can agree with that (laughs) okay um which is exciting the third trimester is my favorite um that doesn't mean it's easy definitely uncomfortable but i like getting i should really say the second half of the third trimester is my favorite part because it's when you're starting to prep for, for birth and nest and just do all the th- exciting things where it's like wow the baby's actually like coming soon this is exciting because um, pregnancy is really long <laughs> so the the end is my obviously very favorite part aside from being a little bit uncomfortable so anyway so let's talk about what's um symptom wise what's been happening in these weeks so symptoms I've been having like less, I've been complaining about, I guess, or um, sharing that I've been having a lot of, I guess, Braxton Hicks contractions and just really my belly just feels rock hard a lot of the time, which is very, very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be sitting. It's uncomfortably standing. It's uncomfortable to be laying down when your belly is just that hard. Um, So that's not very fun, but it seems to be really improving. Um, it's not been happening really as much as it was before at all. Um, and something I've been trying is just really focusing. I mean, I feel like I drink a lot of water to begin with, but I feel like maybe it's still not enough. Um, so I've been super focused on drinking lots and lots of water. I have one of those Stanley, um, tumblers i guess they're like 40 ounce big boys every influencer has one right now they're they're (laughs) They're so hot right now they're so hot right now um but they really are a great tumbler because they're massive but they can fit in a cup holder that's the best part um so anyway i've been drinking i try and drink three of those a day which technically is that's like almost a gallon right because it'd be 120 ounces sure Um, so drinking around that every day, um, and maybe that's helping because, so 
I mean, I feel like there's so many things that probably could cause my belly being like that. But one of the things is Braxton Hicks can happen or kick up. Sorry if you can hear. We have people mowing our lawn. Um, <laughs> they can really um, worsen when you're dehydrated. So just trying to be really conscious about drinking lots of water. I think maybe that's helping. Another thing I found to help give me some relief, although it's kind of fleeting. It's just helps for a little while and then everything just seems to go back. But um, doing like a psoas release stretch um, that I learned through the spinning babies. So basically what you do is you lay down on like your bed with your butt all the way at the edge. So you want like your legs completely hanging off the bed. And then you do one side at a time. You lift your leg up um, and bend it and like hug it towards your chest. And the whole point is that your other leg is like dangling off the bed and kind of like pulling down on your psoas muscle, which kind of goes, I think, from trying to remember like the picture I looked at it's like kind of like from your pubic area up along your stomach you can google it to see exactly what I'm talking about um and you'll feel the pull like all in there um so I've noticed that that kind of helps just calm those muscles down um and then I feel like whenever I I say whenever like this happens all the time but really it was just like one instance um I ate like a bunch of Matt always buys these those corn chips. Mm, delicious. Yeah, they're really good. They're basically, I mean, they're essentially like Fritos, but they're just like the Wegmans brand. They're like, they are organic at least. It makes it seem healthy. <laughs> anyway, everything in moderation. But um, there was one specific day where I ate, like totally overate those. Um, and if you follow me, you know that I'm like very much an intuitive eater. That's not something that happens to me all the time, but I'm also like not perfect. Like there are times where I literally sat down to like on the couch. I don't know where you guys were. I was home alone and I was like, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like putting on a, some kind of Magnolia, probably a cooking show. And I was like, I'm just going to mindlessly eat these. And I was fully aware I was doing it, but I was just like, I don't even care. I'm going to do it. And they were delicious. But then I did feel pretty um, terrible afterwards. I don't know if it was just such high like a lot of salt intake in a very short amount of time that can mess with your, you know, fluid levels in your body. And I don't know if that made me more dehydrated. I don't know, but, but I did feel like extra uncomfortable afterwards. Who knows if it's related, but that was just kind of interesting. Um, so another thing is anytime I feel like I show my, um, belly on Instagram, everyone's like, Oh, that's a boy. That's definitely a boy. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if I told you that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a boy. Yeah, Matt thinks it's a boy. I think it's a girl. But um, I guess because, so my belly's definitely a little bit lower this time, slightly lower. Not anything dramatic, I would say. But that also could be because the pregnancies are really close together. Um, this pregnancy, I was eight months old when, uh, or eight months, <laughs> Hadley was eight months old. I was eight months postpartum when I got pregnant this time. Um, so that could be it, but the old wives tale would say that's boy. Um, and then people keep commenting that I'm just like all belly, like all out in front, which is true. But I feel like it was, it was like that the other two times. You would know better than me. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like kind of a hard thing to pick up on, but, um, all these things are fool's gold. It's just, you could look the same way every time and have different kids. Yeah. So who really knows? 
Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. Every time I like actually show my belly, it's like, so many people are like, oh, that's a boy in there. Um, but what's also funny is, so this baby, there's a lot of similarities between this baby and when I, when my mom was carrying me. So for one, both of our due dates, July 4th, I actually ended up coming on July 10th, but my mom's due date with me was July 4th. This baby's due date is July 4th. And everyone was like, oh, that's a boy. You're having a boy. You're definitely having a boy. Uh, she was so convinced that she was having a boy that she bought all boy stuff. I don't know if you've ever heard that story. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it sounds like you buying all girl stuff right now. I bought one thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That'll be in a later episode. I'll have to remember to share that. Um, but anyway, everyone was like, you're definitely having a boy. Definitely having a boy. For sure having a boy. They had a boy name picked out. They bought boy clothes all on the boy train. And then surprise. Well, I mean, if you don't have the real results, how do you know? It's so silly. (laughs) I know. Well, but also back then they didn't have, Uh, could you even find out? I don't think you could. I have no idea. So it really, you were probably way more focused on those kinds of things. Hmm. I mean, it's still, it's a crapshoot either way, but she said that her mom was convinced it was a boy and she had five kids, boys and girls. So she was like, all right, I'm going to go with mom on this one, but. She was wrong. Everybody was wrong. I surprised everyone. So it's kind of like another weird similarity. Everyone's saying I'm having a boy, but is it going to be a girl? Oh. Or you're saying you're going to have a girl, so it's going to be a boy. <laughs> I just feel like it's a girl. What he was referring to is the clothes. I haven't I haven't bought a single thing for this child. <laughs> um, I will as it gets closer. I'm going to order like one set of like unisex onesies, like just stuff you know so that we have because all of our stuff is girly so if it is a boy i'm not going to put this boy in like rainbow hot pink you know sleepers his first week so i will do that but otherwise i'm not going to buy anything but um clothes wise at least until afterwards but um i bought a sweater (laughs) yes i'm just gonna say it now i bought there's this really cute it was like adorable it's on etsy I don't remember the shop off the top of my head, but she makes these little tiny baby sweaters and she hand embroiders in this like big thick yarn names on them. And they're just adorable. And I decided to roll the dice. When you put the name on there and I didn't even know we were 100% on the name too. It's another. We're not 100% on the name? I guess we are. I just didn't know it was like a finalist. Oh, excuse me. Well, I, mean, I, I like the name. Now. I just didn't know it was complete. You know? <laughs> I think there's well, a- we still haven't picked a middle name. That's still sure. That's still up for grabs. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I ordered the sweater. There was like one drop, and I knew they were gonna sell out. And she was like, she, she she's just like a mom that makes these sweaters, and she's got two really really young kids. And she was like, this is the last drop I'm gonna do until probably sometime in July. And I was like, all right, well, this is my chance. And so I was like, if I, if they don't sell out immediately and I'm able to get one, then great. <laughs> and I was able to get one. So there's a 50-50 shot. I'm going to regret this sweater purchase. And just save it for the next kid. Right. That's my, because th- there's going to be at least one more. So my thought is, because we would probably still use the girl name for the next baby if it's a girl. So if this one's a boy and the next one's a girl. So we'll see. Um. anyway so another symptom is this one's this is a good one this is sexy um colostrum crust nice do you know what that is 
Yeah, the liquid gold. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, about this time, I guess, in pregnancy, you know, like when you're in entering the third trimester, your um, your boobs do start to produce colostrum. Um, like I haven't tried to express any out, but I I probably could, I guess, but I just have really no interest in doing that right now. But, um, so you can. Some women will like leak colostrum towards the end of pregnancy. That's I don't think that's ever happened to me. I can't I don't recall ever like physically leaking it. However, you can see like dried up like it just almost as if like a tiny bit leaked and then it like crusted over. Nice. Hot. <laughs> crusty nipples. It's pretty gross when you think about it that way, but it's a totally natural thing. So, but at least I know, hey, I'm producing colostrum, so that's good. Um getting ready to breastfeed another baby, which is kind of crazy because I feel like I just weaned Hadley. Um, anyway, so that's that's a fun one. Um, and just in general, I feel like my boobs are bigger now. They're like definitely getting ready to produce milk. Um, nipples are getting darker. That's also like another natural um, part of the process. Helps baby when they first come out and their vision's a little blurry. Really like try and find the target where they need to be headed to get their food. Um, and I'm just feeling, um, I feel like every week the, the kicks and the movements, they get bigger, they get stronger, um, which is fun. That's, that's, I think hands down the best part. Um, being able to feel the baby like roll around and move around and also you feel like a foot going across. Um, sometimes it's like a little, not uncomfortable, but it just feels really weird. Um, but it's really very sweet. Um, so those are the symptoms for this week. So there was one major happening in these weeks which all started with a trip to the beach for or the shore for easter yes which we were also undecided on but we decided to go and you were complaining about pain in your butt yeah so we went it's about it's less than two hour drive to the shore we went we went down saturday came home sunday um celebrated easter Went to mass, had brunch, the whole whole nine. And then Sunday, I noticed, or actually, no, I guess when we were down there, but I didn't, I didn't really like think too much about it because we were just like busy. Um, my like right butt cheek was sore, like when I'd be sitting on it and then I would stand up, it just like hurt. Um, and I have all kinds of varicose veins in that leg, so sometimes they just hurt. I don't know. I, I just didn't really think twice about it. But then the next day, Sunday, we drove home and we were home and we were, um, I was with the girls in the playroom and I I was sitting on the couch and then I got up and same thing, it hurt. And I just kind of like felt that spot. I was like, why does this hurt? And then I felt what um, ended up ruining our subsequent week, which was a, wouldn't you know, a superficial blood clot in my I guess my kind of, it was kind of my butt cheek, like upper, very upper right thigh. So you guys, obviously, if you've been following the podcast, you know, my history after Hadley was born, which is our second, I had a DVT, which is a blood clot in your deep veins. It was in my right leg. It was very serious. I was hospitalized for it. It literally went from like my hip to my ankle. It was a, it was a big deal. Um, luckily it never traveled to my lungs. Um, and I was able just, you know, it does, I was on blood thinners injections for a few months. It went away this pregnancy. I am on 
the injections. I started them at, when I was like five weeks pregnant and I will go all the way through six weeks postpartum. And that's basically to keep me from clotting because I, a, I have a clotting disorder called factor five that puts you at greater risk to clot. I have, um, when you're pregnant, you're at greater risk to clot. And then if you've had a clot previously, that increases your risk even more. So it's like kind of like a triple threat, which is why I'm on them the whole time. Um, so I'm like, what the heck? I'm not even, I'm not supposed to clot. What's going on? Yeah, that was very, very confusing. It's like, why are you, why are you giving yourself a shot every day if this is the outcome? Yeah. So, so I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) So what, so so this is Sunday on Wednesday at like 6am, we are set to fly all the way to Hawaii, um, which is. Pretty much two six-hour flights. Yeah. So basically 12-hour flight time. And then like four days later, we would be turning around and doing the 12 hours back. Right. So it would be like 24 hours of flying time in one week. Which to me, before this happened, I was like not at all concerned because I'm like, well, I'm on blood thinners. Every doctor I've spoke to is like, oh, you can't clot if you're on blood thinners. Like, you're good. Um So obviously I've learned that that's not, you know, no drug is 100% effective, right? Like there's, there's, there's always a slight chance, I guess, that you could based on what I researched, um, because nothing is hundred percent effective, but I was just not expecting this to happen. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? So it's Sunday. So obviously I actually had an appointment with my OB already scheduled for the next day, which is perfect. Um, so I waited till the next morning and I, um, I knew I was going to see my OB. I actually called them in the morning to be like, can I maybe come in earlier? I'm like a little concerned about this. And they were just like, eh, just come in at your appointment time. It was like midday. So I was like, fine. Um, but then I also first thing in the morning called my hematologist, who's like the specialist that I see for this, um, and left a message with the nurse and was like, I really want to talk to him ASAP, um, Cause everything, there was so much more pressure on it because we were literally set to leave in like less than 48 hours. And I was like, can I even like, can I even do this? Is it safe? I don't know. So, and also why the, why did I clot? What's going on? So, and I, t- and I take them, those injections every day. I do not mess around. Like they are not fun, but I'm a good patient. <laughs> I take them every morning. Um, it's not like I was being irresponsible and not taking them. So I think it, I literally formed this um, small clot from just the drive to and from the beach, like sitting in a car for almost two hours, um, which is nothing compared to being on a flight for 12. So, um, anyway, so ended up going to the OB, talked to the hematologist and his initial, you know, he was just kind of like, if it's superficial, if you can feel it, you know, it's not, um, it's not super dangerous, which I already knew. I was not concerned about the actual clot itself, like causing harm to me or the baby. So the superficial ones, um, they're in like very high, um, like veins right under the skin and you can feel them. They feel, I ha- and I had, I had superficial ones with Hadley actually, um, before I ended up getting the DVT later and it feels like a cord under your skin. Um, and I had it before, so I knew I was like, you know, 90%, 99% sure what it was, but obviously I was, I was still going to go, go to the doctor and get an ultrasound and do the whole thing. Um, but anyway, so I went, I talked to first the hematologist called me back and was just like, you know, if it's 
superficial. It's not like necessarily super dangerous. I didn't actually get to talk to him directly though. The, everything was spoken through the nurse. Um, so his message to me was, it's not, you know, super serious. It's not super dangerous. Um, you know, basically he was leaving it up to me if I felt comfortable flying. Like he wasn't like h- saying a hard no, but it was just kind of like, you know, the risks it's, up, it's up to you what you decide. Um, and then went to my OB pretty much the same thing. So they actually saw it and they like checked it out and they felt it and like officially diagnosed me with, it's called superficial thrombophlebitis, um, which when you Google it, it literally just says inflammation of a vein just under the skin, which results from a blood clot. Um, so again, not super dangerous. They can't travel to your lungs. That small superficial clot itself is like not necessarily dangerous, but I was just so confused. I'm like, wait, but I'm, this isn't supposed to happen. I'm on the blood thinners. Like, and no one could really give me a straight answer. Um, and this is still kind of an ongoing thing. I have an appointment soon with my hematologist that was scheduled previously, um, just as like an end of pregnancy check-in. So I'm going to talk to him more about it then. Um, I haven't had any issues whatsoever since. Um, but I'm just very confused how that even happened. And it's like a little scary. So same thing with the OB. They were like, we, I mean, they were even like more strongly, like we really don't recommend you go, but it's also entirely in your hands and you know the risks and it's up to you. If you are going to go, you want to be like super duper hydrated, getting up every single hour to walk around minimum on the flight. Um, and just like, I would be super careful if you're going to do it, but we really don't recommend it. So, and well, they also want to do an ultrasound just to like, for sure, rule out anything else, which I wanted just also. And so then I left there and I tried to get an appointment to get an ultrasound done. And there was like all this confusion because they didn't write stat on the, um, like on the actual script, I guess that they sent over. And I ended up calling back a million times and then the office closed. So then we had to wait till the next day. And I was like, I'm not even going to get this ultrasound in time to even potentially consider going on this trip. So I was like, I called you. I was like crying on the phone. It's like, I don't know what to do. I hate that. Like, I don't want this decision to be like in my hands. Like, I just want someone to tell me like, it's not safe. Don't go. And it was just, we were very, very indecisive. Um, cause we had this trip planned for so long. Right. And we were going to be going with a ton of friends. It was, um, so we were going to Maui, which is our favorite place ever. It's where we actually went on our honeymoon. Yeah. Great place. Great place. S- staying like two doors down from where we stayed on our honeymoon. So it would have been so fun to go back. Um, we were going to be staying at like a really nice hotel. Um, it was for the Young Living, like the Diamond Retreat. Like once you are like a, a diamond rank in the company, you get invited to these retreats every year. And they're just like really nice trips um, that they, they take you on. So it was like all expense paid. We And because of the pandemic, like twice in a year or twice in a year, tw- two years in a row, the trip got canceled. So we've never actually been on one, even though we've been like eligible to go for a while now. And we were so excited to go as just like a really awesome baby moon, um, you know, last hurrah before this baby comes. So I was like devastated, honestly. And, you know, you work really hard to like earn this trip. Um, And so the day before we were set to go, which was Tuesday, I think we decided officially Monday night. Yeah. There's just, 
no point in risking it. Yeah, because I had yet to have an ultrasound, so I didn't know if there was something more like serious going on. I didn't suspect that there was at all. Like I had no other symptoms. I've obviously had a DVT before, so I know like what to look out for. Um, so I was not really concerned about that, but I was just concerned about the fact that if I, cl- I clotted at all while I'm on this medication that's supposed to keep me from clotting and I'm about to fly that far, like that just did not sound like, it just really did not sound like a good idea. So, so Monday night I s- like sent the email to Young Living just to be like, I'm so sorry, but like, you know, this medical thing came up and we're not going to be able to attend. And I was so bummed. And the whole next day, which was Tuesday, I just like, I was moping around. I was like yeah, big depressed. Mope energy. It was gross. <laughs> hey, just, I was upset. Sure, but it was ruining the day. We had to, you had to get over it and move on. Uh, well, I needed, I needed a day. I needed a day to sulk and I sure did sulk. I like laid in bed. I never do that. I was just. You're laying in bed right now as you do this podcast. I'm not laying in bed. I'm sitting I'm in bed. I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm sitting upright in bed. This is the best room for audio. This yes, is why but, we do this. But then we switched it. We still had a babysitter. So we decided to go to uh, the Delaware yeah. beaches. Got an Airbnb. Yeah. Ours, our Airbnbs were because we have a couple down there and they were booked. So we found another one last minute. Um, so. By the next day, I moved on. I was over it. Everybody was flying out there, and I was like, you know what? It's fine. It wasn't meant to be. It's all good. It's better to be safe than sorry. It's not worth risking my health to go. So, yeah, so we ended up going to Rehoboth, and what did we do? Uh, we went to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> went to a matinee. It was literally like like the <laughs> elderly extraordinaire trip it was like we were literally like two old old people all we did was go out to eat and go to bed really early <laughs> yep uh, um, read some read a book becca worked i did work yeah we went to a coffee shop one day and i just worked for half the day um yeah we read we went to the we went to a bookstore and got like real live paper books it was great um you got what did you get you got it wasn't like a fun read. It was a fun read. Yes, business it was. book. That's fun to me. Oh well, all right. Well, I'd rather read that than a like a murder mystery or a love book. <laughs> like who reads that stuff? Sorry, I don't. Oh. I like people novels. might. People might. Sorry if you listen. If you read those, <laughs> good for you. Like romance novels? No, that's not for me. But um, I love I love some good fiction. But um, I got a cookbook. So I was like just looking through that and the, which kind of backfired because then I was like, I just want to be home in our kitchen and like make some of the stuff look so good. We were like in this little Airbnb, um, but it was the Half-Baked Harvest cookbook. Her stuff is so good. Um, yeah. So we just read books. We saw uh, Father Stew, which was actually a really good movie, matinee. And we walked in and literally everyone had white hair. Yeah. Like there was not a single person in that theater who hadn't gone full gray. We we brought down the average age by a lot. Yeah, for sure. So I was cracking up because we were joking that like, oh, you know, old people. It was like a it was like a Thursday matinee, like popcorn was delicious. Three p.m. movie, which is what old people do, and apparently us as well when we're on our few very few days away from our children. That's what we that's what we do. What candy did you get? Um. Oh, what did I get? Um. You wanted the crunch bites. The Hershey's Crunch. But that's not what I got, is it? 
You got that and oh, something did. else. What did I get? I thought we you got that something and then we... Oh, no. I got the Butterfinger. And the Crunch. You wanted both. Oh, well, I was originally going to get the Crunch. I don't know. I was besides I said which two, two you want and we got those two. Oh. I didn't even really eat the Crunch. I ate mainly the Butterfinger ones. Mm. Um, yeah, good old movie popcorn. <laughs> or, yeah, and candy. So, we saw Father Stew. It was really good. I was bawling at the end i could not pull it together it was like pregnancy tears yeah. <laughs> like walking out of the theater and i was still like <laughs> in a full-blown cry like could not uh, and it's like bright daylight and <laughs> it's like, just it's like, like coming out of a casino <laughs> still uh, like it wasn't like oh like oh that girl lo- looked like she was crying like i was actively crying <laughs> but like also laughing because it was ridiculous um the ending was really sad it was really beautiful but it was also really sad um highly recommend that movie um especially if you're catholic um anyway so ended up going to rehoboth we went and ate out a lot um it was very restful we didn't really do much which was kind of nice um the only thing that was like really terrible though was the sleeping in that bed i was so uncomfortable like could not wait to get home just so I didn't have to sleep in that bed again. Right. Um, we spent three nights there. Um, so anyway, huge, huge bummer, but we still got to get away. My mom watched the girls. We got to get away for a few nights. So that was nice. That was like our, our baby moon. Um, that's becoming a theme because we also had like a little mini baby moon for before Hadley was born down there. Sure. And it was, freezing i remember it was like an arctic blast it was was, we had to drive everywhere even though we were like two blocks away from stuff yeah i had like big plans we were like oh we're just gonna like walk all around downtown be nice like go to sit in a coffee shop and it was like still covid so like there's no seats (laughs) it was just like what are we doing here we would just like sit in our hotel room there was like nothing to do (laughs) so twice now our baby moons have kind of been a i mean just to get a break little mini break from the kids is nice yeah no for sure it's it's nice to get away and, and just spend time together and actually be able to like talk without being interrupted is always uh welcomed um but yeah so that's kind of the gist of of these last two weeks really you know was planning on having this beautiful wonderful vacation but it didn't end up working out and that's okay um everything happens for a reason and it just you know it wasn't it wasn't worth the risk so um, I'm glad that, you know, even in hindsight, I'm, even though I'm still bummed, I'm glad that we didn't go cause I don't think it would have been worth all of that travel and, um, just being stressed the whole time that like something might happen to me and actually flying all that way, that pregnant without even worrying about blood clotting stuff would have been very uncomfortable. Um, I was like, it'll be worth it to be in Hawaii, but I was really not looking forward to sitting on a plane with a big giant belly for that long of a time. So anyway, um, it ended up because of all this blood clotting confusion, um, we ended up having to cancel, uh, two other trips. I was supposed to go a couple weeks later. I was supposed to go to Nashville for my sister's bachelorette party. I was too afraid to fly. Um, and then we were supposed to go down to actually, I guess it's like this week coming up. And then, what, Myrtle Beach? No, not Myrtle Beach. Outer Banks. Oh, Outer Banks. Yeah. Somewhere in the Carolinas. Yeah. Which is like a, what, eight-hour drive? Uh, I think it was like six, six and a half, but still pretty long. Yeah. So, I was also worried. Um, Probably longer because 
it's we just stop with kids and right so um so i was concerned about that because if the superficial clot happened from a two-hour drive to the beach i was just like yeah not not i'm just not in a risky (laughs) not feeling risky so we just decided to like cancel everything shut it all down stay home and lay low until this baby is born and um so yeah that's that's pretty much it do you have any closing thoughts better safe than sorry uh we'll get back to hawaii someday yeah someday the best part is that you're you know it was just a superficial clot so all good no health concerns right now so that's good right and uh more nesting you know more nesting yeah i will say it, it was i mean although i was bummed to miss out on hawaii bummed to not go on the bachelorette like but we had the, this outer banks trip was planned with a bunch of friends um i was bummed to to cancel all of those but there was like a little part of me that was just like relieved to just be able to chill because it was going to literally those trips were all like two weeks apart and i knew that that was going to be a lot on me like what it destroyed you all that travel would have really 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 wiped me out so um so there was a part of me even though i was sad to miss them i was like well at least i won't be like dying (laughs) Um, so there's, you know, always a silver lining, I guess, but anyway, that is it for weeks 28 and 29. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back soon to keep sharing about how the pregnancy is going. And now we're like really starting to get in territory of like planning for birth and prepping for birth. And I'm getting in like the birth mindset, listening to like podcasts and I'm starting to think about hospital bag and like you know writing a list of things that I need to you know pull together and a couple things I need to order and stuff like that so um we'll definitely be sharing more of that as we go along so yeah that's all I have thank you guys for listening um and we will catch you in the next one see you later